what's it like being on lockdown with Alex all this time? Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby's best 11, 14, and 15, plus the team naming controversy and a cameo from a USA Rugby superstar. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan joined once again by the thrilling trio of Mr. Alex Corbacero calling in from San Diego, Mr. Brian Ray calling in from Nova Scotia, that's Canada, and Mr. Dan Power calling in from Los Angeles. life. Let's start with our good man, our good friend rather, Mr. Alex Corbacero. Okay, what caught my eye? Dan Carter playing at the Auckland Blues with Bowden Barrett. Cannot wait to watch those guys in combination. Been starved of rugby. Two of the best reunited finally. They've been separated for four years plus uh, since the 2015 World Cup. Bowden's come of age. Dan Carter is still, still the man. I, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm just glad that we're starting to get a few uh, signings in the MLR offseason. We saw Adrian Wadden, the second row, come back from England. He's going to play for the Arrows. Uh, we got Bautista Escorta, who's an outstanding center who just signed for Rugby ATL. That's a big signing. Blake Rogers, the first Colorado guy. He's off to L.A. We know there's a few more headed that way, too, and, and some to uh, Dallas. So it's, uh, it's nice to start talking about uh, so some players and some rugby again. I'll go international. ARC in trouble. Uh, politics wheezes its way back into rugby. A wedge driven between the north and the south uh, of the, both the Americas with the boat of Bill Beaumont and uh, your good friend, uh, AP9, Matt McCarthy. So interesting to see what happens to what has been a great tournament um, with the politics starting to leak back into rugby here. And, you know, all the talk about the global rugby calendar finally coming into fruition or not. And we've got rugby coming back, as Alex pointed out. And, Alex, i got to just piggyback what you said about Dan Carter. Bowden Barrett, arguably the best fly half on the planet. Is he going to get pushed to 15 again? I think it works better. They played him 15 in the World Cup. I know Malonga, there were question marks about that. But I I think... The 10-15 axis. Bowden Barrett is so fast, so dangerous on the counter-attack. And then the, probably the one area of his game that you'd ever critique him is really just controlling the game a little bit of the nuts and the bolts. Um, in that World Cup semi-final, you think Ford Farrell just out pulled the strings of controlling the game. Doesn't happen when Dan Carter's at 10 very often. And, and, and that is one of the areas where, as his game has matured a little bit, he's almost gone even further um, pulling those strings of control a la, a la Wilkinson in the end of his career as well. Dan, after I absolutely annihilated you in the kicking stat conversation last week, I'll give you a shot to redeem yourself. Who's kicking for points with Carter, if he's healthy, and Bowden Barrett? Oh, Bowden Barrett, for sure. No, no, no doubt. I just don't think the legs of uh, Dan Carter, just let him focus on playing. Don't add that into his agenda as well, kicking. Bowden Barrett's a a pretty solid kicker. Let him kick. And Bowden Barrett's going to be there the long run as well. So you don't just uh, give it to Dan, who's going to probably just see out this uh, New Zealand Super Rugby season and then right off into the sunset, maybe into a sunset here. But, uh, but, uh, you know, 
you Bowden Barrett's the man and Dan Carter's going to have to, you know, just do his role at 10. I agree with Corbs. I think Dan will play 10, uh, probably start on the bench initially, but then at 10 and Bowden Barrett's proven to be a successful 15 as well. So uh, I feel sorry for the young kid who left to get away from Bowden Barrett to go to the Blues to play 10 and now both of them, Dan Carter and Bowden Barrett have followed him over there. So, uh, but that's rugby and that's sports, I guess. Brian, here we are in another kicking argument. The guy that kicks in this panel, I'm going to disagree with him. Who are you picking to kick, Carter or Barrett? Will, I'll be the Canadian diplomat again. I'm going to go Carter from short range and, and Barrett from a little bit longer. Oh. Uh, doesn't matter. One's left, one's right-footed. You can mix and match. How dare you. How dare you. Anyway, uh, and the, the sacrilege of Carter playing in a Blues jersey is okay in New Zealand because he and the prodigal son returns, right? It's a great story. But my thing that I noticed on the global, global rugby sphere was more, more local. It was major league rugby and it was the grief that we got more specifically. I got for saying that I had no problem with the LA Giltini's name because I thought it was piercing the market and it was kind of funny. Uh, Brian, you came to my aid in Reddit because I got sucked into the vortex and responded. Alex, what, what's your take on the branding of the Giltinis? I don't think it wouldn't have been my first choice of name, put it that way. But going with the theme of Gilcrest, uh, the influx of money that has come into the league, uh, and probably the more certainty in the future with someone like him being involved. I don't mind what he calls the LA team. I think you know the fact that they're inventing drinks or molding drinks into the into the Gil name. You know, if that's their marketing ploy and that's how they want to market themselves and make money at games, grow things, make revenue for the sport, I'm not going to hate on it and tear it down. I hope it goes well. Wouldn't have been my first choice, but I also have no problem with it at all. And I hope in future you don't keep getting dragged into these Reddit battles, uh, these back and forth so, uh, over these incidents, because I feel you are in the right, Mr. McCarthy. You are in the right. A pig just flew by. And there is, I just got hit with a snowball thrown from, from hell. And I think I'm going to have an afro by the end of this, this conversation. That's just remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. What you see in rugby, everything is possible. Dan, you agree? You disagree? Or you just – it's an Aussie thing. Who is this imposter that's replaced Alex Corbacero and his salty you know, views? That's what I want to know. This is, I like this cause. The same reason that you have – Pony it up and you run the show, entitles you to your opinion, the same way Adam Gilchrist and George Killebrew have done their analysis on the naming of this team and, and they've given it the thumbs up. It's their ownership and it's their decision at the end. And if you choose to support it, great. Get out there and support it. If you choose not to, then I hope you find another MLR team to support that uh, it suits your you know, taste a little bit more. But I have, I have no dog in this fight, Matt. I'm, I'm just glad that there's going to be rugby in LA. And I'm excited for the season to kick off next year. Brian, let me go, and then you can be the Canadian diplomat that you are. But my take on this is that it's hypocrisy for people to do the harumphs and slams of fists on tables when we have alcohol and sports linked, and, or they're like Siamese twins joined at the hip in, in American professional sports. Miller Park where the Brewers play, have Bernie the Brewer coming down a slide and sell the dolls at the games. Coors Field is where the Rockies play. 
Bush Stadium is where the Cardinals play. It just goes on and on. And yet, we can have the Guinness Pro 14. We can have the Heineken Cup. We can have the Suntory Goliath in Japan, where we're all saying, let's copy the Japanese model. You know what Suntory is? It's booze, baby. It's booze. So what? We can't have a team named after it? That's where you're starting to scream when we're finally getting something to pierce the market? I actually think that's a very good point that you just made, uh, that it is a bit hypocritical. On the other hand, you know, we've already got the Gilgronis, and now we're going with the Giltinis. I mean, Gilgronis, can you just wait, Dan, when you get the first chance to commentate on those two teams playing against each other? You know, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but I also look on the other side where I say I understand where people are frustrated. It's kind of sounds a little bit Mickey Mouse to have these kind of names. I would have preferred something different, to be honest. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. But, hey, it, it, again, I love everything else that that, uh, that that organization has done for Austin, what they're going to do with L.A. Um, so, you know, maybe it's just this one thing, let them have their, their marketing thing. That's what they think is going to pierce the market, as you say. So maybe it works. Uh, you know, we'll just have to see. Personally, not a big fan of the name Guilty. A couple of things that I get out of that, Brian, is you're a Canadian calling an organization Mickey Mouse. We haven't heard that since Wayne Gretzky, since the great one, called the New Jersey Devils a Mickey Mouse organization. And what happened then? The Devils went on a tear to win three cups in, in eight years. Google that. Uh, and anyway... Uh, we're going to move on right now to our best ofs, our finishing up, our finale, our grand finale, if you will, on best ofs in Major League Rugby 2020. This, of course, with our back three, the 11, 14, and 15 position. We'll be right back after you watch this very cool thing right now. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Here's this week's Community Corner brought to you by the Murphy Kennedy Group. God's Love We Deliver and Rugby United New York have partnered. Peter Forsman is on the ground at God's Love We Deliver. Hey everybody, I'm Peter Forsman here with the New York Rugby Business Network with some of the Rugby United New York guys, Dylan Fawcett and Chris Matina, talking a little bit about how the team is getting out with this great organization, God's Love We Deliver. We're here with uh, Emmett Finley today, who's Director of Social Communications. This is an all-inclusive organization. Love to have everybody. Hey everyone, God's Love We Deliver is a non-sectarian nonprofit based here in New York City. We cook and we home deliver medically tailored meals to people who are living with severe and chronic illness. Things like multiple sclerosis, cancer, HIV, etc. And our job is to make sure that get, they get the right, delicious and nutritious, medically tailored meals, home delivered right to them. Your business plan involves volunteering. Uh, because I've done a lot of volunteering here in the past, which is great. But how has that business plan changed since the onset of COVID-19? COVID-19 has changed and affected every single part of our operations at God's Love We Deliver. We've had to work with a reduced volunteer force because we're practicing, we've implemented social distancing across all volunteer projects, but we're serving more people than ever. We've experienced a growth of 25% in terms of client numbers and meal numbers. We've got to feed more people and send out more meals, but 
work with fewer people. You can always help from home by heading to our website and making a donation. But if you're interested in volunteering, we've got lots of different opportunities. You can help out in our kitchen. You can make deliveries. We make no contact deliveries now, which means we call a client ahead of time. We knock on the door. We leave the meal at their door. We step back six to eight feet and we wait for the client to come in and open the door and get it. Emmett, well, once again, from uh, everybody here, thank you very much. Be sure to get your very own Rugby United New York Pride jersey because some of the proceeds will go to God's Love We Deliver and feed an individual in need. And we are back. Matt McCarthy, Alex Corbacero, Dan Power, and Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. And this is exciting, guys. We are in the final stretch. It's been a journey for us. You know, it's been emotional roller coaster, up and down, bickering, arguing, fighting, uh, Alex and Dan, you two having those epic battles. Brian and me not speaking for weeks on end off camera, throwing stuff around at the virtual water cooler. But now here we are, guys. We've made it. And I want to say congratulations to you guys for your, your grit, your determination, and your fortitude. Thank you. Alex, why don't you get us started on your best 11 in the league this year? I'm going to go with San Diego's one and only physical presence on the wing, uh, Save Televisao. And I thought he was just a finisher for San Diego. I think he's grown into the league um, with his awareness in 15s and he should play more sevens. And he's just a finisher, physical specimen, loves an intercept try. Um, and I do think he's developed very well in the Legion and, and under Rob Hoadley and, and has actually improved his game uh, for me. And, uh, and he's just an absolute threat. Brian, go ahead. I'm going to uh, pick a guy out of uh, New Orleans. I seem to be a fan of their backline. Uh, an Argentine fellow who was a genuine star in the America's Rugby Championship. Let's hope that that tournament continues. Julian Dominguez. Uh, he's just a thrill to watch every time he touches the ball. He's powerful. He's fast. Uh, he runs nice lines. Uh, I just think he's a classic finisher. Big fan of him. I wish we had a had a whole f a full season, but he'll be back. He signed a long-term contract. So looking forward to seeing him tearing it up next season. Always good picks. You always, you, you know how to dig and find those diamonds in the rough, don't you? It's kind of, it's inspiring. Uh, but Dan, since we're on this together and we probably have the same pick, and I know that you're going to steal my pick, I'm going to go before you and say Dan Moore of the Toronto Arrows, captain, all the intangibles, and he was on Rugby Wrap-Up. But that doesn't mean he was on, he's, he's my pick because he was on the show. It's also because he deserved it. Excellent player, inspirational leader. I've seen him barking at the guys, even in the likes of like the, the Buffalo Bills bubble when there was scrimmage against Rooney. And they were actually playing pretty well. And he was like, this is unacceptable. He comes across as, you know, a quiet kind of guy. But when he's talking to the guys, it's a whole different animal. And with that, Dan, why don't you go ahead? Thanks, Matt. Uh, triple threat, Dan Moore. He's a... Uh... Great player, great leader, and great human being. So, yeah, thanks a lot. I'm actually, uh, with our newfound friendship, uh, me and Corbs, I'm going to follow Corbs and go Save Toto Vassal down there in San Diego. So I don't want to upset the big man and uh, our, our newly found, you know, resolution. Trinity, uh, a trinity. I've been watching a lot. Pack, it's fragile, so I want to, I want to mm, solidify it. Uh, just a great finisher. Corbs hit every point that makes him a great player. And Fiji, what a nursery for, for rugby players it's become. Uh, you've got Semi Ranradra just absolutely killing it over there in France and for Fiji. And it, I would be 
taking a close look at that nursery in Fiji and trying to find more players, especially for the West Coast teams that have the direct flights from Fiji Airways there. Yeah, I know, Corbs. I know I'm going to the whole Eddie Jones Academy. And yeah, I was just going to bring it up. Oh, I was like, you got to get there, mate. That. that was yeah, one of my favorite clips of the week. I love the little smile that he has after yeah. he says that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like, he, he, cracks knows, him, he knows. He cracks himself up. He cracks himself go. up. See that? I mean, Brian Ray. We're repping the Fijis. Yeah, no one plays rugby better than the Fijians. Uh, Brian, why don't you take us to your 14 in the league? Well, you guys have uh, picked Moore and Totovasa. I like both of those guys. Uh, I've been getting a bit of stick for not picking enough arrows in my team, so I'm going to go with another arrow in the wing, Gaston Mieres, another South American, uh, the Uruguayan. Uh, he's probably one of the lightest outside, one of the lightest players really started as guys uh, in the league, but he's he just has great vision to play fullback as well. He can kick, he can pass. He can, he's just, a, uh, to me, really a complete player, except for the, the size thing, but it, he's just so much fun to watch. Uh, he just kind of glides out of tackles, almost deceiving pace. He's not one of these super fast foot kind of guys, just kind of glides through gaps. So big fan of Gaston, and I uh, hope we see him back in Toronto next season. All right, Dan, I'm going to make it up to you and, and, and go to you on this one. You, you got to jump on us. I love, I love Dan Moore. I've already sung his praises. I love Gaston. Toronto have done a great job up there. I'm going to go to rugby ATL, and I'm going to play a guy a little out of position. He does play some wing before. There is a direct correlation between how hard Scott Lawrence squeezes my hand when he shakes it if I say something bad about rugby ATL in between our meetings. So I'm going to go try to get a soft handshake for next year from Scott and go Martin Teller, Martini Teller Pussy. Um, big boy. Played a lot of fullback, has a massive left boot. Just an absolute cannon, but damaging runner on the wing. We did some of the stuff on the virtual side with him as well. Great dude, and hopefully back at Rugby ATL. His work, him and uh, Jeremy Misselinalu down there, their work with Nese Malifa has just brought their game to another level. So You mean Arta? No. <laughs> <laughs> Arta's still out there whacking blokes. Nessie's now coaching them to go out there and whack blokes, so... Uh, but another one of the, the young coaches coming through in Nese, who I think has a head coaching job in his future fairly yeah. shortly as well. But I'll go Talapusi on the wing, a uh, big boy, and another great finisher to, to compliment Toto Vassal on the other side. I'm going to go with a guy that will keep Adrian Balfour, one of the owners of Seattle, from texting me furiously about not picking one of his team players, and that is Brock Stoller, a guy that seems to be forgotten by a lot of people despite the fact that he is – a very good rugby player. Uh, he was looked over by Team Canada for the Rugby World Cup. MLR, one of the top point scorers. And here's the, the intangible that I like, a wing that can kick, right? We've had this conversation before. We have a, a grave shortage of wingers that can kick in counterattack in the MLR. It's getting better. And Brock Stoller is probably the one guy you don't want to kick the ball to if you don't have to, right? Big, strong, fast, has pace, and can kick. I'm going to go for Renata Roberts-Tanana. Um, obviously, you know, comes from a very strong rugby lineage. Playing uh, at DC, I just like his X factor. I think he's fast, he's agile, he can finish. He's kind of that all-rounder wing that you sometimes need in your team that can do a little bit of everything when you've got your sort of maybe more physical out-and-out out finisher on the other wing. I, I, I like that balance, um, and, and I was impressed with him this season. You know, his dad looks like he can play right now. He's jacked. 
Oof. We've seen him at Seven's things. He's just in his vest, just b-ball shirts, just yoked up. But I don't even want to know how old he is now. I'll make myself feel bad. He is 37. I thought he was I, older, so I feel better. So he is older than that. I'm lying. I, I lie about most stats on this show. <laughs> I'll take it. You're just you guys, me. I thought you guys would pounce on that one. Yeah, he had him when he was 14. Uh, and then, no. Uh, yeah, no, he is jacked. He is, he's also actually excellent in the booth, too. And I, you know, I, see, I see this guy wandering around on the, on the sidelines, and I'm like, is he, is he going in? Oh, no, he's, got, he's gone camera. He's, <laughs> he's a beast. It's only apropos to give the guy that's been the most patient in the group, the, the, the man of the voice of reason, if you will, Mr. Brian Ray, to have the first crack at his best number 15 in the league. Brian, take it away. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, make a late change here and go with Matt Turner from the Seattle Seawolves, who uh, I think is kind of gone a little bit under the radar, but he is uh, when he's not in the Seattle lineup, you notice. Uh, he's just such a brilliant player. Everything he does, he's so smart. He's, he's, he's quick. Uh, and I think he's maybe the best cover tackler uh, in the league, probably the best defensive fullback. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of how he plays the game. Uh, he's getting a little bit uh, longer in the tooth now, but he's still uh, just an amazing player. So I'm going to go with Matt Turner. I'm going to pair up with Corbs' pick with Robert Stanana. I'm going to go with DTS, Dylan Takato-Simpson. If I was building a team, he would be the first back I would try to sign. Uh, I just think he's got that X factor, very solid player, great culture guy in the locker room, never heard a bad thing about him, and just so dynamic with the ball in hand. So one of my favorite players to watch in MLR, and he'll get, uh, he wears the 15 jersey in my side, Matt. No small reason why DC got off to the start that they did as an expansion franchise. And I, I'd also tip my cap to threaten Palamo for being part of that, that backline success that they had. Yeah, that's a great pick. Good pick. I didn't even – damn you. I forgot well, about him. Alex. The player I've picked did get injured, but when he did play, to me, he was the standout 15 to watch in the league, and that's Waka, who was playing at, at, at the Free Jacks. I just thought his, his counterattack, his try-scoring ability, he just got them in the game, made things happen, good under the high ball, very just well-rounded and X-Factor at 15, really like that. And then probably one player I do want to give a special mention to, didn't play, I think he only played one game or so in the MLR this year, but uh, Mikey Teo, um, I, I just... For me, he is the player that the, the U.S. player that I've so far watched in the MLR. The X factor, the well-roundedness. Um, whether he tries to come back and go to the Olympics or he tries to continue trying to make it in rugby over in Europe, I, I do feel he has a, br a bright future as well. And, and someone didn't see much this year, but I just have to mention him because I'm I'm a big believer that he should be getting pushed up uh, on his trajectory in his career. You know what? I've heard Gary Gold gush about this guy. I've heard Greg McWilliams gush about this guy. I've heard Mike Friday gush about this guy. And I'm going to say, I think he's the most overrated player in America. Just going to say that. It's fight that and talk, there. then. It's fight and talk. I, I, I'll see you when I see you, mate. Just kidding, Mikey. Just kidding. Everybody exhale. It's going to be on Reddit. All right, so... <laughs> It's going to be Teo, right? But Teo and you back and forth on Reddit. I, but Teo I'm versus Teo. I'm going to go with a superstar that was arguably the biggest star when the league, or for Rooney, anyway, out of the gate. 
Ben Foden of the Rugby United New York, unofficially the Roosters. Uh, the guy, the little things that he does just quiets an ever-changing back line and lineup. The one consistent thing that you know is that you have this seasoned, calm pro as your last line of defense or as a weapon on attack. And here's a stat for you guys. The most meters gained in third phase ball, Ben Foden. What do you think of that? Okay. And also, you know, other than an odd bounce on a ridiculously hard AstroTurf field in Vegas that hits the crossbar and changes the complexion of a match, you can't blame Foden for that, guys. You can't blame him for that. He didn't misread the ball. He's up there. He's an international. He's got enough caps for England. He, deser he deserves to get mentioned and praised. There's one thing I will point out, though. Because I, I'm so jealous of this guy because he's got everything going for him. He's got great hair. He can sing. He's, you know, whatever. So I'm one of those bitter, bald, old white guys. But when, like, between plays, like, he, he, he walks like a ballerina. You know, his, his feet go out and he kind of – when, when a dancer is going back to their, their mark between – notice it. And that's probably why he's light on his feet. And that's it, guys. Uh, I guess the only thing left for us to discuss in Major League 2020 – is the Major League Rugby draft. Unfortunately, we are out of time in this show, so we'll have to address it next week. Uh, I want to thank you guys for your toil, your hard work, your research, your Get diligent research. And hold on. We've got – do we have – Look at this. Do we have Look a superstar of USA Rugby handing off a cup of coffee? That's a superstar of USA Rugby, ladies and gentlemen. Abby, what's it like being on lockdown with Alex all this time? Absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, it's been so great. Just having a great time. But just the best of friends, pals. you know? Pals. I called him my pal the other day. Well, whatever. Yeah. Well, my, my wife called me the dog's name the other day, but... <laughs> Oh, she she said pal. She said pal to me, like, yeah. And then she called me dude the other day. Dude, <laughs> I do that at some. Uh, but uh, Abby, it's pretty good that you got somebody that's very physically uh, engaged with working out and everything else. Well, you got to do what you do while in the lockdown. It was be other, you know, li living with somebody else that's just eating donuts all the time probably wouldn't do you any good. I am I am a bright light inspiration for her to keep her professionalism in this tough time. I don't even know how to respond to that. Speechless. Absolutely speechless. No, it's been it's been as good as it can be. I think <laughs> during this lockdown, it's tough days, but our relationship is ready for the world to reopen, so we can have a little bit of space every now and again. But we also do love each other, Abby. Tokyo 2020, now Tokyo 2021. Initially, how did you take the news? And then what have you done to kind of get your mindset reset now for a 2021 Olympics? Definitely heart-wrenching. When I first found out, we were staying really connected as a team, having Zoom meetings and speaking with sports psychologists and our coaches and each other and just trying to... Uh, deal with that was really challenging and something I hadn't experienced. You work so hard for something. And I was part of the program before Rio as well, and I didn't go there. And so then this was like 
felt more my opportunity and to have it pushed back at first was just devastating. And then trying to stay active and continue to train and just switch that mentality to a year of playing together and working our cohesion and just getting to know each other better on and off the field and just becoming a better athlete in this year and just optimizing our chance as a team to medal in 2021, which is the ultimate goal and finding any ways to help my teammates during this time. And making me coffee. The things you learn on Rugby Wrap-Up, and this was just organic, ladies and gentlemen. you got to stay tuned in. And on that note, we are out of time, unfortunately. But I want to thank you, Abby, for joining us. That was a very special treat. I want to thank Mr. Alex Corbacero for being lucky enough to be with you. Uh, Mr. Dan Power, Mr. Brian Ray up in Canada. I'm Matt McCarthy on behalf of all these people for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off.